Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hi Kieran, are we doing a podcast? Is that what we're doing? Yes. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> what difference does that make from every other week? <laughs> That's Ouch. not really a spoiler. Ouch. Did I say that? Before we started recording, I was like, I have a spoiler today, Kieran, but you're going to say, That's not really a spoiler, Maddie D. Don't let and the audience peek behind the did. curtain. You did. <laughs> That's probably the most well-known line from that movie. Yeah, but the spoiler is that the robot was bad. And that is the line yeah. that indicates yeah. that. Because you didn't see it coming, right? I mean, you everyone saw it coming. Yeah, of course. It's a famous bit. But it was a twist. Best not to linger at the scene of the accident, Matty D. <laughs> it's always good advice when <laughs> something doesn't go your way. Anyway, it's all my fault. Let's move on. So, potential spoilers. We look at the trailer for a movie, we look at any marketing material we can get our hands on, and we potentially spoil the plot of the film just based on that alone. Mm -hmm. This is something we used to do for fun, now we do it as a podcast and it's suddenly become a lot harder. We got cocky, we thought we could do it. Yes. (laughs) In a regular basis. And I think- Like, we are experts, we can tell the plot of movies. I think today's episode is going to be a prime example of that. Oh, you're telling me. Oh boy, oh boy. This week we're talking about the upcoming Godzilla sequel, the third one in the series so far. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now, as I mentioned, it is, of course, a direct sequel to 2014's Godzilla, and as well as a follow-up, I suppose it is a direct sequel as well, to Kong Skull Island. Well, that movie was based in the... 40s, was it? 76, I think 70s, it was. yeah. So <laughs> Two very different periods there. All right, whatever. It was, it, But it wasn't based in I think they had a flashback to the 40s. Time. I didn't yes. see Kong Skull Island, so I can't really speak to that. As I sat down to try and flesh out my plot prediction, I yep. realised I probably should have seen Kong Skull Island because I, I think they're going to try really hard to work in elements of that plot do, into this plot. Do you know something? Well, last week I said I hadn't seen Kong Skull Island. Really? I actually had. <laughs> <laughs> you just forgot about it. Yes. And that might say something to how I felt the movie was, because I didn't remember anything from it. So you don't think it will help the plot at all? Or no, Do you not think really. it'll only tie in in a very loose sort of Avengers prequel movie? Way? I think it's very loose. Okay. Fingers crossed, I know, because I don't know anything about that movie. I saw the final scene. I think that's the only thing that really right. ropes everything together, and I believe there's an aspect of that movie that plays into this movie. Yes, absolutely. Now, of course, spoiler alert. That's the show, of course. Possibly. Well, no, this is a spoiler alert. At the end of Kong Skull Island, it, they reveal some cave paintings to mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Loki himself, revealing Godzilla, King Ghidorah, and Rodan. I think Mothra as well. I can't remember Mothra exactly. is in it as well. Yeah, but they reveal them all to the main characters. And the big four. That's how we realise that this is, in fact, connected to the Godzilla universe. Mm. The Monsterverse, I think it's called. They do call it the Monsterverse. Yeah, we briefly discussed last week that, yes, this is indeed a new franchise out there. It's a pre-existing franchise. They're just resurrecting it. You can't make a movie unless it's in a universe somewhere. That's right. That's kind of an annoying thing if you ask me but you know why can't movies just stand on their own but I guess that's a separate discussion we're here to talk Godzilla now of course what is your history with Godzilla himself the Godzilla movies the whole franchise yeah uh, absolutely first experience I watched the 2000 and was it one it was the Matthew Broderick one I think that was 97 oh maybe it was 98 if I'm not mistaken should have done more research but it was definitely 97 or 98 well yes that would make sense it was before Phantom Menace which was 2000 yeah that's right yeah so that makes sense (laughs) That's how I remember things. It's like BC and AD, before Phantom Menace and after Phantom Menace. I liked that movie a lot as a kid. It was my favourite movie when I watched it in the cinemas. I have a very different opinion now, Mm. but I thought it was cool. I'm just going to let you off the hook, Matty D, and say that I really enjoyed it 
as well when I was a kid. Yeah. It was my favourite movie fun. at the time. I've watched the new Godzilla movies. The 2014 one? Um, yeah, the 2014 ones. Yeah, you know, they're... So you haven't seen any real Godzilla movies, Matty D? No. You've never seen any of the classic ones starting from the, what was it, the 50s? No. Through to the 70s? No, I mean, I've seen clips. I've seen a lot of famous, like, footage. And I feel like that gives me an idea of what these movies are like more than anything. Yeah. But no, I've never really sat down and watched any of the old ones. It's not my kind of movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's not for everybody, I I suppose. I I can appreciate, like, I understand why people love it so much, but it's not something I can, like, sit through. So that's my history with the movie. So what about you? You're a big fanboy something are you uh i suppose in a way i like you the first one i think i ever saw was that 1997 slash 1998 whatever year it was matthew broderick godzilla Mm. although before i went and saw that now that i think about it i did see godzilla versus king kong oh really yeah which of course is coming up as a remake yes but i did see that original godzilla versus king kong and enjoyed it very much as a kid and i think that very much opened the doors to the godzilla universe at least the original one anyway to me and then over the years i think i've collectively seen seen every one of the I think there's 32 classic Godzilla movies wait you've seen them all I'm pretty sure I have <laughs> have you even seen Over years of the course. 90s cartoon or maybe it was I, I saw it in the 90s but it would have been like maybe oh, 80s. the one based on the Matthew Broderick yes. movie yeah yeah I did see that where he fights all the other Godzilla monsters yeah I did see that sorry I the really... kaiju gotta yeah. get my terminology right well they don't actually call them kaiju in this universe they don't they call them mutos okay I called so, them kaiju all through my notes kaiju was sort of claimed by that's um, right. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. So they sort of took that. That's but like they the, owned it. Like the they known that. word for Japanese monsters. Yes, but yes, I think they basically copyright it. And since it's a part of a separate universe, I think I'm pretty sure it's part of a separate universe, separate company at least. Well, yeah, those two they can't aren't use any of their terms, so they had to come up with their own term, which was Muto. Or what was it? Massive, unidentified turd object, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. It was something to do with like an extraterrestrial, but it wasn't extraterrestrial. It was like unidentified ancient I don't know something monster yeah monster yeah. look at our research yeah. We're on well, I only watched this. the new movie a couple of days ago so oh yeah you liked it uh, I'll tell you what it was better than I thought it was going to be but overall I think it was a very poor Godzilla movie the one thing that annoyed me pretty more forgettable than, yeah the one thing that annoyed me more than anything else was I feel like the filmmakers I think it was made by Gareth Edwards the guy who brought us Rogue One mm-hmm. but I feel like the filmmakers thought that we really cared about the human characters and didn't really care that much about the monsters like they're just periphery characters and they kept setting up fights for the monsters and then every time the monsters were about to throw down and get into a massive fight they'd cut away and wouldn't really show the fight or the fight would be going on in the background and the main characters would be doing something we really don't care about and all the action is being obscured by smoke and buildings and explosion. I'll have to take your word for it because I haven't seen it since 2014 in the cinemas and I can't remember a lot about it. I remember that the whole thing was like fighting two monsters that just wanted to be in love which I was like I was kind of on their side. I was like like oh these poor things. A male and female Muto. Yeah. And you know. That looked remarkably like Gaios from the Gamera series but by the way, Gamera is like a Godzilla ripoff series, That's, yeah. which is its own beast in more ways than one. But yeah, they look like Gaios from uh, Gamera. But anyway, so I just found it incredibly frustrating that you go into a Godzilla movie, there's multiple monsters in it, and you don't see them fight. 
yet we see every detail of Kickass's background and Brian Cranston's background that we don't really need to see. And mm. he was sort of wasted in that movie too. But anyway, we're not here to review 2014's Godzilla. No, we, we're, we're here we. to predict the plot of its sequel. Mm. So at this time, we have two trailers out for this movie. Yeah, that's right. So what do One we teaser? really know about this movie? Aside that, from that, it's a direct sequel to that 2014 one. Well, we know the four monsters are in it uh, that you mentioned earlier. Well, I mentioned Godzilla, of course. Mm. He is going to be in it. Well, at least I hope he's in it. I went into the last one thinking it was going to be a Godzilla movie, but mm, we know what happened there. We also have King Ghidorah. Yep. Now, the pronunciation of his name changes from film to film. So some people claim that it's Ghidra. Some people claim that it's Ghidorah. Some people claim that it's Ghidorah, even. So from film to film, sometimes even within the films themselves, they just can't settle on how to pronounce it. I thought it was Ghidorah. It is Ghidorah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm putting my foot down. I'm saying it's Ghidorah. I'm fairly certain that's the classic original Japanese pronunciation. And I think Ghidra is very much an Americanization of the same name. We also have Mothra. That's pretty easy to pronounce. Yep. I don't think anyone disagrees that it's said Mothra. And finally, we have Rodan. Now, Rodan has also a plethora of ways to pronounce his name. He was originally called Radon, but then they changed it because it was too confusing for American audiences, I guess. I think there was a brand called Radon that they didn't want to get it confused with, so they changed it to Rodan, but sometimes they he pronounce was it. Rad done. <laughs> it was rad on. He like Some people pronounce it Rodden. I've heard it pronounced Rodden, Radon. It's not very intimidating. Rodan. So I'm going to again put my foot down and say for the purposes of this podcast, he will be called Rodan. Not Radon, not any of the other ones. I want to call him Radon. And it's Ghidorah, not Ghidra, so on and so forth. We're now we're settled. Now, nobody can complain because that's how we're saying it. We're going to be like one of the dub movies where they just decide how they're going to say all the names and then typically get them wrong from film to film anyway. So, mm. so they're the four monsters who will be appearing in this movie and hopefully we'll see a lot of action between them. At least I'm predicting that we're going to see a lot of action. I think the trailers have promised that we're going to see a lot more of the monsters in this movie than we did previously. Yes. When I sat down the other day to watch the 2014 Godzilla, I actually took out my phone and started timing anytime Godzilla was physically on on the screen and what about you get? eight and a half minutes really of a two-hour movie and he was first wow. introduced one hour into the movie came back one hour 40 minutes into the movie in That's a godzilla movie in a, God- in a movie called godzilla so you can understand why i was a little bit frustrated as a Brian godzilla Cranston fan was had more screen time he did and he was barely in that movie anyway so <laughs> Honestly, I think that they're going to go in a different direction. At least the trailer indicates that. Yes. The trailer indicates that this is going to be a massive all-in brawl between all four monsters and it kind of creates an apocalyptic, almost wasteland effect on the world. Yes. And the humans are trying to come to terms with how to deal with that. Yeah, so it was only three monsters last night all I could get from the all trailer. this chaos, but mm. yeah, it's four this time. Now, of course, as I mentioned earlier, the previous film was directed by Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. who did not return for this movie because he was busy off making Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. And so the new one is being directed by Michael Doherty. Yeah. So who is in this movie? We've got Kyle Chandler playing Dr. Mark Russell. We have the full Russell family on show here. But yeah, Kyle Chandler, you may recognize him as the FBI agent in Wolf of Wall Street. But apparently he was in the Peter Jackson King Kong movie, though I don't really remember that was movie he? personally. Yeah. So I guess he's already tied to the universe in a very loose, not at all way. Now playing his ex-wife, apparently, is uh, Vera Farmiga, who's Dr. Emma Russell, another doctor in the family. Now, I haven't seen her in too much. I think I saw her in The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, but apparently she's well known for the Conjuring series of films. You know, the Annabelle ones and so on and so forth. The Conjuring universe. Yes, the Conjuring cinematic universe, Mm. which exists. It's a thing. Of course it is. It's weird to say this, but probably the most well-known biggest star in the movie is the daughter of the Russells, Madison Russell, played by Millie Bobby Brown, who, of course, 
course, is known for playing Eleven on Stranger Things. Would you argue that she's the biggest star in the film? Other than Godzilla? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Godzilla is the star of this movie. But <laughs> no, of course, of course it's her. Going from and last time, I, I can guarantee you she's going to be on the screen good a lot more her. than Godzilla. It's, so. uh, it's good to see her on the big screen. Mm, playing a different character? Or do you reckon she'll be playing to type here? No, I think she'll be a different character. For okay. me, she's different. Okay, for you. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense to me. She can't play well, Eleven. She's got, she's got hair, so I suppose she's already <laughs> on the right track to playing a different character. So next we've got Sally Hawkins, who plays Dr. Vivian Graham. Yep. By the way, uh, Madison Russell, Millie Bobby Brown's character, is not a doctor. I just thought I should point that out. One of the few. <laughs> One of the few characters who isn't a doctor, because apparently everyone in this movie is a doctor. But yeah, Sally Hawkins is Dr. Vivian Graham. She's returning from the previous movie. She was a member of Monarch, alongside Ken Watanabe, who we've talked about on this show before. He's, yeah, he made a, he's made a return. Yes. He's playing Dr. Ishiro Serizawa again a second time. I think he's... Is he the leader of Monarch? We don't really know. They didn't really explain it in the previous movie. He's respected member of it by the look of it. Yeah, we can presume so. Mm. Now, you'll have to forgive the pronunciation of this name. It's a Chinese name as far as I know, but it's Su Yi Zhang, who plays Dr. Chen, another doctor, who I believe her mother was a character in Kong Skull Island, from my research anyway. Okay. And she is another member of Monarch. Now, I haven't seen her in anything. Well, I don't remember anything, but she apparently was in Memoirs of a Geisha, which I did see. Couldn't tell you who she was in it, though. Ken Watanabe was also in that film, actually, now that I think about it. And finally, the last actor I wanted to talk about was Charles Dance, who doesn't have a name next to his little picture there on IMDb. He's very Charles Dancy yeah. in this movie, and I mean that with the He's most respect Charles in Dancing the world. all over the screen. Yeah, but he plays that stern, hard-ass character mm. well. I have a sneaking suspicion that he's playing the villain of the movie. You looked doubtful there, but oh, I suppose we'll wait until we hear your plot. Possibly. But, of course, we know Charles Dance from... He's in Game of Thrones, from what I understand. He was a villain in For Your Eyes Only. He's one of the henchmen, actually, in For Your Eyes Only, the Bond film. And he was also the villain in The Last Action Hero. And he was also in Witcher. That's right. He plays Emperor Emir in The Witcher. Mm. I was going to bring that up, but I completely forgot. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. It's all right. He's an excellent presence in every film, if you ask me. Agreed. I wouldn't say that he's one of my favourite actors, like Ian McShane. <laughs> Calm down. But he's up there. He's got a really distinctive voice. Powerful presence. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that they've left his name blank leads me to believe that it's going to be revealed that he's someone important later on. Now, there's no one really in the pre-existing Godzilla lore, at least in the older movies anyway, that I could think he could possibly be, since every movie seemed to start all the characters on a fresh slate. They didn't really have a lot of returning characters. Mm. They had a couple, but none that really fit who I would presume he is. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? No, not to me. He's Rodan in a mask. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. He's going to reveal He's just going to whip it off. And they're like, oh, it's Rodan the whole time. I would have gotten away with it too. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. Do you have any theories on who he is in your plot itself? No. I um, had a very loose theory, but I don't think it doesn't really work. Not really. I don't think it's anyone will know. For a second, I thought he might be Tom Hiddleston in the present. But I don't know how he ties into the universe, having not seen Kong Skull Island. That's quite interesting, actually. You could be right. But yeah, I don't know how he plays into the universe already, so I can't really speak to it. I looked. Should I just say that he's Tom Hiddleston's Why character? Because I looked at the cast list and I saw the same thing, but I didn't think of it as a big deal. I was like, okay, he's an uncredited actor. He's just going to be a guy there. I didn't even think anything of it. Because there's a few actors there that aren't credited. Because so. I looked at the cast for Kong Sky and I'm presuming most of them were killed off except for 
Tom Hiddleston, just mm. going from who was around in the last scene. If Charles Dance is going to be a returning character, he's most likely going to be him, if anybody. But I don't understand why they'd keep he's it He's British, though, and I know Tom Hiddleston's, Tom Hiddleston's British. British, but didn't he yeah. play an American in that movie? I don't know. I didn't see it. That's okay. the problem. That's why I can't really knuckle down and say, yes, he's definitely this character because I can't really speak to it, not knowing anything about the previous movie. So, mm, Just it, put it out in the ether waves. You yes. might be right. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to stake my claim. I'm going to say, yep, that's definitely it. And when it turns out to be the case and everyone was like, wow, I didn't see that coming on. I'd be like, dude, I called it on the podcast. <laughs> Now, because, as I mentioned earlier, I'd seen a lot, if not all, of the previous Godzilla movies, this movie actually is very eerily similar to the previous Godzilla movie, Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster. So, I think that was the first movie to first introduce all four of these monsters within the same movie. So, I tried really hard, Matty D. I tried really hard not to cheat and just copy the plot of that movie, because I don't think they're going to go down the same path anyway. That's awkward, because there's a video game called uh, King Kong, King Amongst Monsters, and I copied that. Really? No, I'm just joking. I wouldn't be surprised, but indeed, <laughs> judging from your previous efforts, that that was the All case. Right. But anyway, so I'll you, trust you you've tried, you've exercised willpower, yes. and you're not going because I was like, Kieran's going to rip some stuff. Well, off. I think like the filmmakers themselves, I might take elements from it because he has said the director has said that he's looking back yes. to traditional Godzilla movies. Yes, so One you're probably the on the mark. That was sadly missing, aside from a decent Godzilla movie in that previous 2014 effort, was the theme. So Godzilla has a very famous well-known theme that's sort of hard to hum but you know that one and that was sadly missing from the 2014 one I keep saying that well, Rodan's um, theme is in it, so... Mm. But from what I understand, the composer is actually going to be working in all the classic themes, which cool. I think is a step in the right direction. I'd probably see the movie just knowing <laughs> that the soundtrack's going to be improved alone. Now, with my knowledge of the previous universe and previous movies, I was thinking in the week between recording the last show and recording this one, what might happen in this plot? Mm-hmm. I started to construct all these ideas and I looked at the characters and I started writing down plot ideas and where I think the characters will go and what their relationship will be and especially connecting the monsters in with those people and where they might pop up I started to get really into it and then I was like hang on I haven't really watched the trailer recently I should probably do that oh no Kieran and so I watched the two trailers that are currently out and next thing you know I'm throwing my hands in the air I'm scribbling through my notes because nothing that happens in the trailer <laughs> matches because I'm looking at your notes right now and yes. they've got angry crosses through everything yes and absolutely nothing that I predicted seems to fit with the trailers at all so I was really frustrated and then I was so sure in my head of how it was going to go and how it was going to look but then when I watched the trailer I'm like no nah, they're not going to do what I thought at all. So I don't even think it's really worth going into what I previously predicted, but I started to flesh out what the characters' interpersonal relationships were and how they were going to end up in situations where the monsters would be introduced alongside them and in a way that would fit within the Godzilla world. But then I realised this is a Godzilla movie. Who really cares about the individual people and what's going on? Or oh, it's the filmmakers who care about that <laughs> that's stuff because right. that's what we saw. That's all we got in the 2014 version. So in a way it's really important, but in the end no one's going to go into this movie going, oh, I went and saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and there was this really good interpersonal relationship between the estranged mother and daughter, and they got to know each other. And I think it's... We'll put the scene on YouTube. I'll show you this scene where they, they have a heart-to-heart and talk and really flesh things out. You don't so, think there will be things like that in No, there? I think 
everyone will just remember when the monsters beat each other up, if they even show it this time, which I can guarantee you after the last movie, they've got to show it this time. So I think in a very loose way, I understand what's going to happen with the people and how it's going to work into the plot. But mm, because I was so thrown off by what I imagined would happen in the movie and then what I eventually saw in the trailer, it really frustrated me. It's <laughs> Trailers can be misleading, Yes, Kieran. that's true. One piece of news that I saw recently that I actually sent to you the other day, Matty D, was that the creators of Avengers yeah. Endgame admitted that most of what's in the trailer for that movie isn't going to appear in the final cut of the film itself. So it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what we see in the trailer. Anything could happen. Now, our plot for Avengers Endgame didn't really focus around the trailer because the trailer didn't show anything. But still, we're here to talk Godzilla. Is this the longest lead up to any plot prediction that I've ever had? You're stalling. Absolutely. Yes, I'm absolutely (laughs) stalling. Now, I'm just going to go with my gut on this one. Go for it. I've I like that. I abandoned all my careful planning halfway through and said, I'm just going to go from my Throw gut. Throw caution to the wind. Dive in. It's, it goes back to the old days where you and I would be hanging out. We'd be walking down the street. We'd walk past a film poster and say, oh, what do you think is going to happen in that movie? It's all going to come right off the top of my head just from... <laughs> Yep, prior knowledge. So, I think the movie will start with a flashback. I don't think it will... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think a it will... flashback? I don't think it will start off with a cold open in typical Kieran prediction fashion. And I think the flashback will be after the events of Kong Skull Island. So, yep. maybe early 80s, late 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Monarch in their previous iteration, so pre-Ken Watanabe, Dr. Serizawa, they're going to be investigating a meteor which has crashed to Earth. Now, of course us being knowledgeable of the Godzilla universe, we know that a meteor is just not an average meteor. It's going to be a giant monster egg. And that's going to be the big opening scene reveal. Whoop, it's not a meteor. It's a huge pulsating egg. What could this possibly be? Cool. And then we jump to modern day and we're introduced in a very drawn out methodical fashion to our main characters, the Russells. So I believe that Madison Russell, the daughter, Millie Bobby Brown and Mark Russell, the father, they live together. So Mark and Emma separated over an incident several years ago. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there just from one shot, uh, like a brief second of a shot that I saw in the trailer. I think in the previous Godzilla movie, they were involved in one of the monster attacks and Madison had an older brother who was killed in one of the attacks and the parents never got over it. They sort of blamed each other for his death and that's what drove the wedge between them that eventually caused them to end it in divorce. That's cool. Mark, from what I understand, he's an animals expert. He's got... Yeah. Some sort of knowledge or background on zoology anyway. He's a yeah, he's a zoologist, but it was a special kind of zoologist, wasn't it? Yeah, like it I was think he looks at how animals communicate. Mythological animals, wasn't his thing? <laughs> yeah, he's an expert on unicorns. Let's go with that. And Emma, from what I understand as well, is researching bioacoustics, which is something that Brian Cranston sort of introduced into the previous movie. That's right. It's how the monsters communicate. And so she currently is working with Monarch to produce a device called the Orca, which is sort of a machine that they're creating that will allow them to communicate with the monsters. In the previous Godzilla 2014 movie, Monarch sort of follows Godzilla around in the hopes that he'll beat up the bad monsters for them. So I suppose in their continued efforts to be able to do that sort of thing, they want to be able to speak with the monsters and let them know, hey, can you go over and beat Rodan up when he pops up out of a volcano? Or something along those lines anyway. So she's working on this device. I don't know if it'll be entirely successful at this stage, but we're going to be introduced 
introduced to it and understand that she's very focused on her work and doesn't really see her daughter Madison or her ex-husband very much anymore. Speaking of, I think it's finally time. There's a custody visit involved. I think Madison is finally going to get back together with Emma after a long period of not seeing her. They're going to have a a weekend together. So they finally met up. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you for a long time, mum. We haven't really got along since you divorced my dad. So can I ask, was it Godzilla that was responsible for the death of their son or her brother or was it one of the other monsters or does it not matter? In a way, I think he was just killed. In like falling I mean, a lot of people died. There was tsunamis. Fair Um, enough, fair enough. I just, yeah, I'm interested if that plays in. But yeah, go ahead. I'm not sure if she was working with Monarch at the time of the previous movie. I like that it's called Monarch as well. This is King of the Monsters. It's a nice touch. Let's say she isn't. Let's say she wasn't working with Monarch and she, I suppose, decided to join Monarch in the interim to try and prevent these sort of accidents from happening again. Makes sense. Now, once Emma and Madison get together and they start reconnecting as mother and daughter, I think there is going to be an attack. I think King Ghidorah himself is going to fly in and cause a huge kerfuffle. And in all the chaos, I think Emma and Madison are going to be kidnapped by Charles Dance and his group of people. I'm not exactly sure what this organisation is going to be called. The Dance Corporation, let's just call them that. <laughs> For lack do they, of, Do they dance into the room? Yeah, let's say that. For lack of a better name, that I, I could come up with any name, but it's not going to be accurate because we know very little about Charles Dance at this point. But yeah, he's going to be from a separate (laughs) government agency. The Bad Guy Corporation. Yeah. Exactly. The Bad Guy Dance Corporation. (laughs) They're rivals to Monarch and they have their own plans of weaponizing the monsters. So he's kidnapped Emma Russell and her daughter with the idea of taking the Orca device for themselves. They want to develop their own device that they can use to control the monsters using bioacoustics. And I suppose Madison is just there as collateral, you know, do this or we'll hurt your daughter. Now, they've released King Ghidorah, I suppose, in the hopes that Emma Russell has already perfected this Orca device. So they're like, oh, well, you're going to have to do something about it now. You've got to control him. So they've released him as leverage. And of course, King Ghidorah was the meteorite that we saw at the start of the movie. But they also have the larval form of Mothra in their possession. So they'll go back to the secret headquarters and Mothra will just be there already. So this is Monarch who has them. No, this is the dance corporation. The bad guy dance. So they've captured Mothra and they want to use Mothra to their advantage and they've released King Ghidorah again as leverage. Of course, Monarch goes to Dr. Mark Russell to enlist him in helping rescue Emma and Madison because, you know, he knows them better than anybody else. And that's basically a a common movie trope of, you know, get the husband to help rescue the wife and daughter. He'll probably want to do it anyway. Well, it makes sense because she knows about the biosonic equipment. Maybe they think they'll help out. That'll help them contain this. Yes, exactly. Now, I think they'll release Rodan, who they've got trapped within a volcano. This is Monarch, of course. They'll release Rodan in the hopes that he'll go off and fight King Ghidorah. Good old reliable Rodan. Yes. So, in the same way that they used Godzilla previously to help fight the two Mutos in the 2014 movie, they're going to hope that Rodan is attracted to King Ghidorah and wipes him out. But, unfortunately, Rodan will approach King Ghidorah and then end up becoming his minion. So, the three heads are smarter than one, I suppose, and they end up through communication teaming up. 
in a way. Really? Yes. So they're friends. Yeah, they're well. You think at first that they're going to fight, but then they team up and become best buds, master and minion in a way. And so now they're royally screwed. They're like, what are we going to do? Meanwhile, back with the dance corporation, the evil dance corporation, they've created the Orca device. It's not working the way that they intended. They're testing it on Mothra. They can't get it to work. But then they find out that when Madison uses it, it works. So she can basically speak directly to Mothra. Interesting. And Mothra, of course, hatches and they're like, well, what are we going to do with this? It's just a big maggot, basically. It's a big caterpillar. It's no good at fighting. It just waddles around and does nothing. And then, of course, it starts forming the cocoon and they're like, well, now we're royally screwed. We've got no ace in the hole. We've got two monsters out there going berserk. And we got a destroying cocoon. Destroying everything and we've got a useless cocoon here. This will be about an hour into the movie and that's the appropriate time for Godzilla to turn up. He'll just, <laughs> he'll just pop up out of the ocean and be like, hey guys, it's me. And then he'll have a fight scene with King Ghidorah and Rodan. And of course, because it's two against one, they'll get the upper hand on him and he'll look like he's defeated. He'll be knocked out and dropped into the ocean. That's standard Godzilla fare. And it's at this point that we learn that it's not because of the Orca machine that Madison can speak to Mothra. And as we learn at this point, the other monsters, it's because she has a psychic connection, which again is a common trope that they used to do. In the older Godzilla movies, they always had someone with a psychic link who could speak well, not really speak to the monsters, but understand them and hear their thoughts basically on a telepathic level. So I think she's going to be channeling a bit of Eleven here and we'll discover that she is telepathic and can speak directly to the monsters in a way. Is it just to the monsters or is it to everybody? Just to the monsters. Okay. She can hear their voice in a way. and All of them? Yeah, all of them. She's got some sort of magic power. She was just born with it and that gives her the ability to hear the monsters. So Mothra will come out of its cocoon. It's a beautiful, dazzling, butterfly-like moth and she will set out to fight the other two monsters, Rodan and King Ghidorah. And just when it looks like they've got the upper hand on Mothra as well, because both of them can fly, Mothra can fly, Mothra doesn't really have an advantage here. That's when Godzilla comes back. The four monsters will face down and it will be a knockdown, drag out fight. Rodan will be killed. King Ghidorah will be killed by Godzilla. I think Rodan will be killed by Mothra. Cool. Flying versus flying. Yes. And Mothra flies off into the sunset to live again another day and Godzilla goes back into the ocean. Movie over. I don't think I could get any more detail than that. I'm sorry if that was very wishy-washy, but I had to abandon my <laughs> well original idea at the last second. Look. But the foundation is there. But look, like I think you're on the money because I think this movie will be a lot of like destruction and... F- oh, yeah. one more thing. And then they're going to reveal that they've got King Kong at the end in the final <laughs> scene. That's going to be the end stinger. Of course, of course. All right, so I suppose it's my turn, isn't it? I suppose so. It is. And like yourself, Kieran, or maybe not like yourself, I found this movie very, very difficult to predict. It was a hard one for me. I kind of like scratched and claws and tried to bring something to the surface to present today. So yes. for my news day. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. you got to present something to the class. Yes, I know. But I found this really difficult because I was like, what are they going to do? You know, because the trailer yes. doesn't really show a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fighting. Fingers crossed. What do you... What are you going to do? Like, what, what more can you say about that? But unlike yourself, I don't think it'll be a flashback. No, it'll be no, a cold open. It'll, go, it'll be a cold open. Okay, there you go. And we I really think, have switch roles today. I think that I need to first explain what sort of world this is when we open up. So this world is post-Godzilla 2014. Mm. So the world is just kind of been in shambles just after a monster attack. Like, it's been shaken and everybody's kind of... A lot of people yeah. have died. San Francisco's of, still in rubble. Yep, San Francisco's still in rubble. 
trouble. Everybody's been separated. A lot of people have died. A lot of people are in bunkers and stuff like that. So that's where this movie takes place. I think just in general, if Godzilla number one was a metaphor for nuclear war and about the responsibility... You mean the classic Godzilla from the 50s? Well, I meant 2014 was supposed to be a metaphor for nuclear Mm, war. I think it was more so a metaphor for natural disaster, if you ask me. Okay. Tsunamis. I kind of saw it more... Okay, fair enough. Volcanoes, so on and so forth. I think that similarly, this will be also about the Earth's resources. It's going to be a metaphor for the Earth's resources. Us as a species depleting the Earth's resources. Our responsibility for like our stake in that and also using their tools, aka nuclear power, and Mm. what's responsible for that and what can go wrong with that. And that's what this movie will be a metaphor for. So this movie is going to start with a cold open. Um, We're going to start with Madison. She's been separated from her father after the fallout of Godzilla. She is with her mother, unlike yourself. She's been staying with her mother. Oh, okay. It's the little differences between our (laughs) plots that make the difference. And the exact same plot. No, there's a few similarities between yours and mine, but she's going to be with her mother. They're going to be sort of bunkered away in this location. So we're going to be introduced to Madison, who's going to be sort of this tomboy, relatable girl um, that's trying to like live in this weird world after the fallout of something very devastating that's happened. Her mother, Emma, she's a scientist that's looking in deeply into... The bioacoustics. Yeah, the bioacoustics and into these monsters that have just attacked their land themselves, particularly. We also have the father, but he's over on the other side. He's been pulled into... What, of the Berlin Wall? What's he on the other side of? So they're separated location-wise. I mean, they're not together as in their ex, their, you know... Excommunicado. Husband and wife, they're not together, but also they've been separated. So Mark is a doctor, but he's also somebody who's in the military, so he was very active during that whole Godzilla fallout. And he's been pulled into Monarch, and they've sort of said, hey, we know that you're an expert in zoology and blah, blah, blah. We need you to check out some stuff because what we just saw there, we've been keeping tabs on these animals, on these species. And we believe there's more of them. And if what we saw from this fallout is to be believed... They're coming and we're not prepared. So we're getting radioactive activity in these key areas. We want you to have a look at it and see if you can see stuff that we can't see. See if you can suss it out. And he reluctantly agrees, but, you know... And then on the other side of that, we also have Madison and her mum. They're in this organization. Emma's been developing communication rays with the, what are they called? The Mundos? Mudos. She's been developing these communications with the Mudos. And and how has she done that, Maddie Dude? So she's been just basically developing the same technology as Brian Cranston's character. And she's been using Sony. Well, he worked out how to read it. Yeah. He's developed sonar rays. She actually takes Madison down and they've actually got a Mothra downstairs. They've like have Mothra there. Who's this? Who's this organization? So these guys, I'll get into it in a sec, but these guys are kind of like, they're not Monarch. They're kind of like another organization. Dance Corporation, I knew it. Not quite. Eh, Similar, but like not quite. But they're kind of like this group of scientists that are all sort of investigating this. They're kind of like in this, they're kind of like survivalists. They're all in these bunkers. They're all kind of like hidden away. And they've been trying to think of ways to, at the start, they were trying to like fight Godzilla. Now they're just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So Emma has join these guys she's taken Madison down she's like hey Madison I'll, I'll show you something and she actually introduces her to Mothra and then show her meet Mothra well yeah well they, she's gonna go and she's gonna I just see. want to quickly point out as well I don't think the Mothra twins will appear in this movie just no, want to point I don't that know. out to die hard Godzilla fans slash Mothra fans I don't think they'll do that I didn't even know there was a twin but 
Um, it's not going to be a lava. It's going to be little women. It's <laughs> were twins, and they're referred to as the Mothra it's, twins. It's I don't gonna, think they're going to be in it. It's going to be a full full size Mothra. Emma's going to be like this creature. She she may appear to be scary and massive, but she's actually just an animal like Kind-hearted. everything else. And Madison has a nice little moment with Mothra, so we understand that Emma's goal is that she wants to communicate with those animals. So maybe we can maybe they don't have to attack us. Maybe we can understand them better, and that's the goal of Emma's character. Um, we can just tell. Tell them that violence is wrong. <laughs> they may realize and go home. That's what she's doing. Mark's at a volcano site. That's where he's at. Yep. And that's when we'll get a re- revelation from the actual company that Emma's working for what their true intentions are. So they reveal that their intentions oh, are... I like where this is going. I got you now, Matty D. Do you really? Are you yep, being sarcastic? Yep. No, no, I do have so you now. They reveal their intentions got that they are... Like your plot, they want to use these animals because they feel like Godzilla came, they attacked their city. Godzilla will be back again. They can't fight them by themselves. So what if they got these monsters that already existed they manipulated them through these sonar waves since they can mm. already communicate them and they mass like make an army or make they weaponize like, them they weaponize them to fight Godzilla when Godzilla comes back so instead of making giant robotic suits or what would we call them maybe Jaegers <laughs> yes they're weaponizing the monsters exactly or Megatron Godzilla or whatever yes. it was. Mecha Godzilla. Emma says this is a bad idea. She's not on board with this at all. She says this is wrong. You can't control these creatures. They're forces of human nature. But they're going to say they're going ahead anyway. They're going to use the Orca, the technology that Emma's been creating, to awaken these beasts and to call them to arms. Mm. While this is happening, Madison is upstairs. She's like listening to the radio, which we get to see that she does every night because she's trying like to the, see... the ham radio. Yeah, the ham radio. Because, she's talking to truckers every night. Well, because she wants to find where her dad is because for all she knows, her dad is dead because her dad's a military right. man. So she's listening. The radio picks up. I was going to say was going to pick up her dad, but maybe it doesn't have to be. Maybe it can just be like normal people. And she's like, oh my God, civilization. While that's happening... Were you kind of hoping when you saw that in the trailer that it would be Godzilla on the other end of the radio? Yes, that's interesting Because what will happen is While she's connected with somebody While she's like, oh, there's other people out there she's saying, how many candles are you burning? (laughs) What's your 20? They turn on the orca, they like power it up. Whoever the leader is, it doesn't really matter. Some some schlub who's deciding in this organization that he's going to call the beasts and try to weaponize them. He's Just trying to. Dance. He's not trying to summon the beast so much as he's trying to weaponize Mothra. So it's not Charles Dance in your version. No, it's it? not Charles Dance. Okay. It's just some dude. Um, right. So he's going to weaponize Mothra. He pulls the dial or whatever he decides to do. It goes wrong because that radiates everywhere. And what happens? Rodan emerges from a volcano, which Mark is at and comes out. We also get Mm. a few other beasts... Ghidorah is awoken. King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah is awoken. And I don't know why he's a monarch. And we're also going to have two other Godzilla universe... Mutos. Yeah, Mutos. I played a lot with who that would be. It could be the Destroyer. I think he might be there. He might be the one that comes out of the ground. And I think... Oh, there's a monster called Destroyer. Yeah, is that Destroyer. who you're referring to? Yeah. I was thinking Destroyer. I was thinking of... Uh, sorry if I butcher these names. Orga and Baragon. But I think it's going to be Baragon and I Destroyer. I hope it's Baragon. Baragon's going to come out of the ground. He's the thing that that we see come out of the ground. Really? Yep. And the Destroyer will also come out. So these are the beasts that we all see in this sort of montage. That Can I just make a brief prediction? If that's going to happen, I think it'll be new monsters. It won't be pre-existing monsters from the Godzilla really? universe. That's my prediction of your prediction. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I think that is because I think they're going to really pander to the fans. And okay. they want to make this a big, look at all these stuff. Not only do you They have- basically have all the most recognizable ones already in yeah. this movie. I don't think 90% of the fans are going to know who Baragon is, unfortunately. Well, it would do a lot for the fans that are watching. It's like, 
hey, it's that guy, but you know, it doesn't matter yeah. what happens to it's that for character. For the true fans. Yeah, exactly. So while Madison's listening to the radio, she's the radio's in, intercepted and she gets like a, a sonic growl over the end. And what that is, is the awakening of Ghidorah. So Ghidorah comes over her radio through the sonic waves. Go with me, it's a Godzilla movie. Yep, yep, yep. And connects Makes sense to me. Madison hears Ghidorah, Ghidorah hears Madison, and they are now inextricably connected because yeah. Ghidorah is a very smart animal. He has He's capable he of- He has a ham radio, does he? Well, it's the sonic rays that right, he's, okay, he's yeah, communicating yeah. The orca. with. Through the orca, yeah. But because it goes through the ham radio, Madison- Meshes hears, with it. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Madison, Madison connects with Ghidorah and more than Madison having psychic abilities it's almost like Ghidorah has like a more conscious sense a cognitive sense of Mm. things so he connects with her he's got three heads you probably can exactly because he has the ability to suss out he's very intelligent Mm. so they're they're connected and that's important so the smoke hits and this is where the movie will change into an all out monster brawl scene we hope yep it's going to happen now. So at first, we're going to have the army come in. So I reckon it's going to be jets, Rodan tanks. probably. Rodan's going to come. We're going to see a good little picture of or demonstration of what Rodan can do as he like just crushes buildings under his wings. Mm. It just also using his uh, his wake. Yeah, it also slipstream gives a reason for Mark and the army to go to where Emma and Madison are. So it gives them an avenue to go down there. The army tries to attack Rodan. It does not go well. Madison and Emma, the company that they were with the organization they get completely mauled and destroyed they're no more they're all like running away and their mm. stuff is all getting destroyed Madison and Emma are trying to escape Ghidorah has been awoken and he's coming straight through he comes out of the water because he was like frozen in an iceberg he comes in and he sees Madison by the way that happens in Godzilla versus King Kong he's frozen in an iceberg and he breaks out well he's in the trailer frozen in an iceberg is he? okay yeah. I thought he was just behind glass anyway and so while these two monsters so Rodan is just destroying everything Ghidorah is going straight for Madison. Mothra comes out. Mothra tries to attack both of them. I like that you're doing hand motions <laughs> for all these monsters too. And just every everybody's fighting. No one's really winning, but Mothra gets the attention of Ghidorah and also of... What, in a sexual way? <laughs> Hello, Mothra. Rodan as well, who chases him off into the distance. And that gives them the avenue to narrowly escape. So Madison reunites with her dad. They go to Monarch's headquarters. They have a nice little... Chat heartwarming, with Ken heartwarming um, reunion. But there's also a tense moment between Madison and Emma, her mother, as Madison will blame Emma for what happened, saying that she is responsible for waking up these monsters. She also saw Mothra get badly injured and that affected her because she sees the beauty in these animals. These animals, these mutos. Maybe we were the monsters the whole time. And she'll say something similar to that. At least that's what the trailer suggests. (laughs) So this is where we'll have in Monarch, we'll have a very Fellowship of the Ring styled meeting where all the leaders that are left in the world. my Rodan. Yeah. All the leaders that are left in the world will come out and meet. This is where we'll get Charles Dance. So he's a senator or a government man. Senator Tom Hiddleston, perhaps? We'll get military men, perhaps. We'll get the doctors that work for Monarch. We may get a few of the schlubs that worked with Emma, but probably not, actually. None of those. We'll have Emma, though, because she's important. And everyone will sort of gather around and discuss what their options are. Charles Dance in this movie, his thing will be, you guys screwed up. You opened this Pandora's box. We need to figure out to kill these guys. He'll be very antagonistic and very negative. We got Yoshida. Is that his name? That's from a different movie. No, what's the other guy's name? Serizawa. We got Serizawa. Yoshida is was his character in Detective Pikachu. <laughs> 
we got Sarazama who's Sarazawa. Sarazawa. We got Sarazara who he's more empathetic with these creatures, especially Mothra and, and etc. He loves Mothra. What gets thrown out there, what gets suggested by Monarch is with all these government officials, they're like, We're the last of our civilization. We need to band together and we need to use these. We need to find the creatures that will assist us, like Mothra, but that won't be suggested. But Godzilla potentially like movie. Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla, and use them. Anyway, this is com- like especially with Charles dances is completely rejected they just say that's stupid we there's no way to control them emma talks about the fact that where the infection and these things are the fever and they're just going to wipe us out because uh Ghidorah is considered what they call him they call him the natural disaster or something like that like something along those the lines. extinction the extinction of the human race right but anyway a few choice people from monarch including emma and mark they go to the ocean anyway and for through, a beach holiday through, yeah, nice. <laughs> not quite through radioactive emissions they find where Godzilla is they entice him to be resurrected so Godzilla is in the fold and he's big and he's bad and he's running straight for the city Rodan comes in and attacks and we get a nice little fight between those two monsters and then we'll also have one of the other monsters it'll either be uh, who would you like you like Baragon right yeah Baragon Baragon we'll have Baragon Baragon's in there they fight there's a big fight scene Godzilla is in in the thing I'm sure there'll be one in this movie so yeah there's a fight scene between Rodan and Godzilla they're attacking each other Rodan leaves we get a shot of Ghidorah and the military seeing this fighting Baragon and he wins he beats him and then that's when Godzilla will come in the fold and we'll have a Ghidorah and a Godzilla face off Ghidorah destroys Baragon. Um, oh, no. And then Mothra will come in. Breath. And then this is where the big four will have a big fight. Big four, big fight. Yeah, so Mothra will come into the stage. This is where Madison's dad will die trying to protect her. Oh. Um, and there'll be a nice little tender moment. Mothra will come to their so aid. So, Brian Cranston's it. Yeah. Ghidorah will try again to get Madison. Madison will be running through a rummage, like a rabbled city. Mothra. A rabbled city. <laughs> a rabbled the city. Rubble the rubble of a city. The rubble of a city. All these monsters will be fighting over top. Mothra will try to fight Ghidorah. Mothra will go down. Madison will come to Mothra's aid and there will be a tender moment where she's like coming towards a, you know, like trying to look after a wounded, sympathetic Putting a little Mothra, band-aid on you know, Mothra's patting cuts. Him, her. Um, patting her, yeah. And then Madison has this idea. She decides that she's going to use the Orca to beat Ghidorah. How, Maddie D? How? The three are fighting. Godzilla is fighting the impossible odds and then she's going to go, as in Madison's going to go and find the reminiscence of the old orca that Emma used because they took it back to Monarch and she's going to start playing with it and then put it up so that it creates a real sonic hard dog whistle sound. It'll affect... It'll affect Ghidorah so much that it'll kind of wince. Godzilla will get the better of Ghidorah, defeat him, and then it sort of get yeah. We'll we'll say kills kills Ghidorah. Rodan cutting his losses decides to fly off. (laughs) He just pisses off. I'm after my volcano. (laughs) And then, yeah, Godzilla wins. Presumably Monarch wins. Now, something I forgot to say as well beforehand, which I should have, is that there'll be mention of a operation throughout this movie by mm-hmm. by the company that Emma works for. She'll be like, I'm going to mysterious I'm gonna company. It, I'm going to call it Operation New York. They'll be like, we know Monarch is doing Operation New York. We need to get ready before that happens. We're not going to know what that means, just that it's important. Right. And this is where Operation New York will be revealed. 
because what Monarch has been planning to do through Dr. Chen, who it was, who knows yes. where King Kong is, has been to export King Kong from the island to uh, America. And this the is where the movie... wonder of the world! <laughs> this is where the movie will end. So Godzilla will be storming around. We'll say that Ghidorah is not dead. That makes more sense. And okay. Rodan is I'm really lost in your plot fly, now. Flying around. But essentially what will happen is... Oh, so he's back from that his old King Kong will reach the shores and then we'll have a moment where Godzilla and King Kong are face to face through the chaos. There are all these monsters still out in the world because Rodan is still running around and that's where the movie will end. Yeah, it'll end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I knew it. That's and, what I should and have the, suggested. And the, in the end will be a fight between Godzilla and King Kong, the battle of the beast, as it were. The humans will say something like, and here we'll see the real fight for the king of the beasts. Mm. That was a mess, but it's over. Yeah, now. well, mine was more of a mess. But Matty D, I really like that ending. I agree with you 100%. I bet you anything that they're going to end on a cliffhanger. Godzilla's going to be defeated. He won't come back and save the day. They're going to have King Ghidorah live and Rodan live. Oh, yeah, maybe. And they're going to end on a really unsatisfying cliffhanger and they're like, our last chance is King Kong, cut to credits. Really unsatisfying Avengers Infinity War style cliffhanger ending. Yes. I can guarantee you that's what's going to happen. I've changed my mind. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's what will happen. Rodan and Ghidorah will not be defeated and they'll be trying. Maybe Rodan will be defeated, but not King Ghidorah. Yeah, maybe, because he's the Because one of them is going to die, at least. Maybe Baragon, as you said, will have yeah. a cameo just to be killed off. <laughs> I, yes. didn't, I didn't mention the Destroyer. The Destroyer will fight there somewhere. And I hope he's not in the movie anyway. Because I thought it would be cool if Rodan and, or maybe Ghidorah, to show his strength, beat Destroyer or beat just another monster. Trust me, you don't want Destroyer in the movie, Matty D. Eh, well, you know. <laughs> Anyone um, else? Please, anybody else. But the thing is, is it, is it just sort of shows that... Hedora, anybody else. It's not good versus bad. They're all fighting each other. There's no real alliance yeah. between these things. Yeah. Ghidorah doesn't care about Rodan. Rodan doesn't care about anything. You know, the only one that really has any heart is Mothra, and even that is loose. Like, yeah. like Godzilla doesn't care. So, like, I really thought that this movie will be them just fighting each other. You know, two bad guys fighting each other, but it's just anarchy. They just want to be better than each other. Yeah, they'll be definitely setting it up for the King Kong versus Godzilla sequel mm. which is coming out next year they're probably making both movies at the same time as we speak mm. well yeah. well, they're obviously not making King of the Monsters right now because it's already done it's ready to go I yeah. presume we're going to see it in a couple of weeks speaking of movies that we're going to be seeing very soon that was exhausting Kieran. yes by the time that this I'm episode I'm like sweating <laughs> Yeah, me too. Go by ahead. the time that this episode comes out, by the time you've listened to it, Us will be in the cinemas. Yes. That's right. Episode three of this show where we talked about Jordan Peele's Us and predicted it. You'll be able to see if we're accurate again. Now, that was one that we really flew off the handle for. Yeah, so, that's right. I uh, think that was the first one where we really went crazy with our plot predictions. That was so, fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, you'll I be would, able to go and see Us in the cinemas and see how correct we were. I would be very surprised if we are, but we might be. So, take Absolutely. a listen to that podcast if you haven't listened to it already. Please um, do. Before the show, after the show see how we did that was a real stretch <laughs> for me at least i yes. don't know how you felt yes absolutely um, i apologize to everybody for the quality <laughs> of my prediction i can promise you will be much better next week but if you have your own prediction for godzilla please let us know if you have a better prediction of godzilla king of the monsters than we do please let us know we've yep. got a gmail address it's potential spoilers pod at gmail.com we've got a facebook page where you can hunt us down and harass us it's potential spoilers. Pretty easy to find. Just look for the logo that accompanies this podcast. I'm sure anybody who puts 10 minutes of thought into it could probably come up with a more concise plot for Godzilla King of the Monsters than we did. But anyway. Hey. I'll believe it when I see it. 
No, I actually did enjoy your plot, Matty D. I think Thanks, it was man. well I enjoyed out. your plot as well. I didn't agree with every point, but I suppose it wouldn't be this show if I did. So, we should really bring up what we're going to be talking about next week. Yes. I hope you enjoyed your vacation away from the superhero world for a couple of weeks, because that's where we're returning. What, like a movie ago? Or two movies ago, but I guess John yeah, Wick that's right. Counts. Yeah, John Wick isn't a superhero. Well, he, he doesn't is. make superhero dollars. <laughs> but anyway, we're going back to the Marvel Universe technically, not really. Actually, no, Whoa. they've acquired it now, haven't they? We shouldn't beat around it's, the bush anymore. We're going to be looking at X-Men Dark Phoenix, which I believe they've already explored the plot line in X-Men 3. That was a great movie, yeah, so I expect we'll, big things. So join us next week for our prediction of X-Men Dark Phoenix. Who knows where that one will go. It might. Have you seen all the X-Men movies, the more recent ones? Um, I've seen most of them. Yeah, me too. So I think we'll have a lot easier time predicting this one. And since they've already done the plot line, it's already been done for us. It's going to be too easy. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll it see. Might, be, might be a different direction. Might be another case of us biting off more than we can chew like yeah. this week. But anyway. Every episode is just like, this will be easy. And then yeah. when you nope. sit down, it's just like, what will be in this movie? Yes. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. And thank you for joining me, Manny D. Oh, that's f- <laughs> Thank you very much, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> thank thanks. you for joining me, Michael Caine. <laughs> thanks, Kieran. And we'll see everybody. We'll see. Not many people know that. Next week. Uh, Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that. Goodbye.